We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, I'm Abby X Toy Cat, and welcome back to Deep in the Mind, the podcast where we get deep into all things Minecraft. In today, in particular, I have Cracked Magnet as my guest. He is known as the Seed Lord and is responsible for all sorts of things, from the biggest 12 eye portal finds to the most broken seeds that Minecraft has. And I think it'd be interesting to sit down and have a talk with him about various seed processes. So that's what we're doing today. Hello, I'm IBX Toy Cat, and you are Cracked Magnet. And it's nice to finally have a face for the name. Um, it is uh, gen genuinely, it's really cool to be able to finally sit down and speak with you. There's a lot of questions about a lot of seed things I would love to ask. But first things first, you live in New Zealand, right? Yes. And yep. what New biome Zealand? in Minecraft is New Zealand most like, from your experience? Ooh. <laughs> Probably combination of forest, dark forest. Uh... It depends on which places. I think a lot of biomes are covered. It's probably one of the reasons they're shooting the movie here, actually. <laughs> you, you, you think people should or shouldn't move there because they want more biomes? Is it a good more, seed, uh, you know? Would you, would, you set, would you recommend New Zealand as a seed, or would you say move somewhere with more diverse biomes? Australia's got uh, and, and, and We've desert, got plenty of cows. <laughs> And sheep. <laughs> um, Famously, the sheep. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't move here for the biomes, necessarily. What's it's the reason like... to live in New Zealand? Sales pitch, go. Sales pitch? Yeah. Well. You live there? You must like it somewhat, right? Well, I mean, I was born here, so it was more. It's, it makes it a little harder to kind of compare it to somewhere you weren't born. But, um, yeah, no, it's things are a bit more laid back you if you're living in the right places you don't have massive commutes i not auckland <laughs> um like i can get an uber into town for like 20 bucks and it takes 15 minutes it's like and that's like to like parliament see so it's weird though because can't you live anywhere in the world and be a 15 minute commute from your city <laughs> Well, besides a you big could. city and the big nations, at what co at what cost though is the question? Yeah, that is the big one. That is, I mean, but I guess like there is a city somewhere in the UK, somewhere in the US, somewhere in France, somewhere in Sweden, where you can live fifteen minutes from the city at a very reasonable price. And so, if you exclude mm, your biggest city, which you said not Auckland, therefore I think that's yeah. uh, 
I I know I'm I'm, not, I'm the type of guy who likes to deconstruct like you know everyone loves to believe there's something so unique about where they are but the more you travel the more you realize humans have we have different preconceived beliefs and biomes and everything else is the same but we just kind of dress it up different right so what i really should be doing is selling you on why you should be visiting new zealand <laughs> it's so hard to visit I... new zealand though it's so hard i i had to take yeah. the longest flight in the world at the time last time to get there and that was on top of the eight hour flight to get to the middle east to, to even do it it was uh it's it's, it's a flight yeah. where you watch two movies you go to sleep you eat you wake up and it's like oh god it's still seven hours to go um, yeah. It's a, yep. Yeah. It's a long I mean, even flying to the states from here is problematic. It's it's a big flight. Yeah. Um, real big. But you you're probably going to have to come down here if you want to go to Antarctica. Oh, I think I think it's um my I, I've been looking into Antarctica because it's like the last continent I've got to visit at some point after uh, visiting uh, South. I think you go via Argentina. Usually. Oh, they do it yeah. that side. Yeah. Okay. Because they've got yeah. the Cause slightly off- closer. Yeah. It's more dangerous yeah, than I'm the thinking... Passage, but... Um... Oh, are you thinking by ship? Yeah, how, you, can't, you can't fly to... Well, I guess you can fly to... If you have a lot of money, you can fly to Antarctica. But unless you've got... Right. Space, I think you've got yeah, to okay, yeah. No, I, I, I was thinking more Scott-based type stuff. More what-based stuff? Scott-based? What is that? Wait on. Are we still talking the same continent? We're talking the south one, right? Yeah, yeah, the really, the really yeah, south pilot. Yes. Yeah. You have your own base. Yeah, Scott, 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 Scott base. Um, yeah, no, Never no, it's New Zealand base down there. I know. I I should know it. I should know all the uh, New Ze- I should know all the Antarctica bases. But anyway, so um, yeah, I I you you why why should I make the twenty five hour flight to go visit New Zealand? What's the what's the I big don't know. sales pitch? Shorter commutes. Well, Ah, uh, well, that doesn't matter if you're traveling. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you'd have to come for the birds. Do love, do love me some quirky birds. The southern hemisphere as a whole, like the your whole continent, is just bizarre things that look like they shouldn't exist. Ah, uh, and of course we have uh, the Kia, who is the party parrot. There's a party parrot. Okay. Well, I'm in. you know, you know all those emojis right with that parrot that are. That are kind of bobbing around the animated emojis, the party parrot emojis. That, that's a that's a New Zealand thing. Well, yeah, yeah, and it all comes from um, Stephen Fry. He came down um, a while ago, and he was doing a whole last chance to see thing. And that parrot is basically a screen capture of this Kia basically mating with his head. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, yeah, yeah. That. So that's where that comes from. Wow, and so you can you can buy a Lego set and construct this Kia with it, and it even comes with a little party hat. <laughs> I want to. I'm trying to do and the so, yeah, no, thing, but it's, yeah, uh, it's it's more of a. <laughs> it's kind of stupid. It's kind of a circular motion. Yeah, it's like okay, I'm in. I'm coming. So you you, you yeah. like living in New Zealand? It's a it's a place that you are happy to be. Well, I've I've never lived anywhere else. So why is that? Why do we all almost everyone has this like home place bias? Surely there are lots of places you could have lived. Well, I think you you kind of tend to set up roots. Um or at least that was my case. And so it's basically moving two people is harder than moving one. Double as hard. So yeah, so it's a case of having to 
having to set up somewhere else always kind of requires two people to get jobs somewhere else and that sort of thing to do a sort of a permanent move. Um, so yeah, aside from a trip to the States and a couple of trips to a couple of other countries, yeah, I've never really left the country much. That's it's just sort of been all. It could work. be it could be the whole rest of the world is has some magical secret that New Zealand doesn't, and you you wouldn't you wouldn't know so well. It could be the the air in the UK just smells good all the time. It doesn't. It smells. It's very smoggy. But <laughs> well, it, it could be none none of these other countries that I've never visited exist. Yeah. How do I know? <laughs> I mean, that's the theory about New Zealand, right? The overwhelming majority of the human population will never go. So who's to say you're not just in a in an enclosed military base in Australia, trying to simulate what it'd be like to have a a country next door, you know? Wasn't it that whole thing about Australia being fake? Oh yeah, and Australia is also itself in a military base somewhere in I don't know one of the American states, uh, which itself is a military base constructed. Base. Yeah. In Canada, uh, so we could simulate yeah. having a, a world superpower. It's simulations mm. all the way down. Let me tell you. Uh, speaking of simulations, one of the reasons I think mm. that people might know you is because of the incredible seed-finding work that you brought to the Bedrock world. Like, I think people had been doing a mm. pretty decent job at finding weird things for Java seeds, but I think you were the first person that I know of that started not just looking for seeds by brute force, but instead, like, deconstructing how the seed generation code would do things. And so, for example, five structures stacked on top of each other uh, was a finding of yours, or the giant holes in the ground, um, yeah, <laughs> from in the middle of lakes, they would just go straight down to near bedrock layers. Like these incredible finds were due to you finding these like holes in the algorithm. And so, uh, I, I want to ask, like, how did you get into that? Well, actually, um, you're probably partly responsible for that. Um, so basically, what happened was, um. It was basically a whole, it was a whole lockdown thing. Started playing Minecraft, started watching a few YouTube videos, including yours. I think I saw a Seed Sunday once. Um, and I, I forget how many eyes were in the portal, but that was a particularly high amount. And it might have been, I don't know, I six or something. I think it was 10 or, or 11. Oh, it was only six. Okay. I remember there was forever a 10 eye Seed and we were like, this is the, the highest that can ever be achieved. Oh, it could, could have been 10. Could have been 10. Uh, possibly. Um, but yeah, went and grinded that out, reverse engineered it, went, cause the, the, I, I'm not sure which seed Sunday it was, but that was the reason I sort of went, okay, I'll go find a 12 eye. Having no, knowing nothing about seed finding at all. <laughs> it's like, I'll just work it out. And, uh, yeah, you just rip apart the Java code and yeah, you can, you can pretty much do that. The bit that was really surprising about that was... Um, but you ripped apart the Java I, code for Bedrock? Sorry, that's the part I need to mention. Like, you... These are yeah, Bedrock Yeah, absolutely. And you managed to... Yeah, do yeah, yeah. ...finding the Java code. The Java code decompiles so much better yeah. than the Bedrock code. Um, Deliberately, yeah. The, uh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's why it's easy to mod. Mm -hmm. It's... Uh, Java just decompiles... Oh, that, and also, they give you the symbols, uh, not symbols, sorry, the mappings. So they obfuscate the code, and then they give you the mappings to de-obfuscate it. <laughs> it's like, wait on, why did you obfuscate it in the first place? 
<laughs> or why don't you just obfuscate the bits you didn't want to de-obfuscate? It's like, what? Why? Oh, yeah, I always assumed and, there uh, were some parts that weren't mapped, but the whole thing's mapped? Oh, no, no, there there are some parts okay, that are mapped. Um, that is the reason. Uh, they usually do do things like authentication and shit like that. Sorry. You can you can <laughs> say whatever you want. Uh, you said ship and or you can you can have said the you, you, it's all good. All good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um yeah, so it's um Yeah, so yeah, the the code just decompiles like that and um in fact, it can decompile so cleanly that the stuff that they didn't give us, I can pretty much put little fake things in there to take their place and actually recompile and run the Java server. And so that I can just edit the code directly without having to mod it. It's um, it's actually crazy how well Java decompiles. It's really crazy. Bedrock, on the other hand... It's deliberately built yeah. not to decompile easily, I feel. Like, uh, it's the whole point is that it's like a proprietary program Minecraft are very happy with not sharing... Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Bedrock's an interesting one in that in that regard. Um, so I use a tool that the NSA produce, um, and it's it's publicly available. It's free, whatever Jihadra or whatever it is, and um, so I did compile it with that. And the problem with because it's been compiled, there's compiler optimizations. And the problem with the compiler optimizations is they will do weird things that you do not expect. And so you're not actually reading the code kind of as it was written. You're kind of reading what the decompiler thinks the code might have been. So you're kind of having to insert a lot of those blanks. And so that's a lot of the reason why I start with the Java. It makes it so much easier. And then what I tend to do is I tend to adapt the Java code and kind of alter it in such a way that produces the same results as bedrock um see so i, and, I know you're, you're saying it yeah. almost like this is fairly easy but i think for almost everyone step one of that was confusing step two is really confusing and by step three you're basically talk, talking witchcraft so i think i need to ask like do you have a background in uh computer science or in it of some form at the very least right you, you must do yeah, yeah. It's hard yeah. to read you yeah, physically because so... you've got a suit on, so you could be a businessman. You got the audio set up, so you could be like, and the, and the hair that makes you look like you could be a, a guitarist. But then you've got a high enough level computer set up that you could be a computer nerd. You've got all three levels going. You could. What 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 is your real life uh, job like? What do what do you do there? If you can talk about. Yeah, um, I work in clinical IT. So clinical IT. Pretty much. I'm thinking doctor when you. Hospital say that. systems. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so hospital systems, lab results, things like that. Um, have your, often has your it's... IT ever killed a person? Or saved a hmm? person? Has your, has your IT work killed or saved a person? That's the first thing I jump to when you're talking about medical. I don't... Mine personally, I don't think it has ever killed anyone that I know of. That's good. Um, That's good. Uh, but undoubtedly, you will have saved someone at some point. Even if through the sheer combination of efficiency from various systems. A, a lot of it's integration, uh, access to information. So basically, they may have made a di different decision because they had access to information they didn't have before. Um, so a lot of it's just like integrating the different DHBs. So your NHS will have different 
hospitals. And imagine if they could, couldn't actually access each other's stuff, which was probably the case at one point. Yeah, yeah, till shockingly recently, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, one of the things I did was um, just got got the systems to all gel together. Um, not not gel gel. I mean, it wasn't completely seamless, but well, it like was New pretty darn good. Like a... uh, three of the DHB, so about half of the North Island. Well, a quarter, a third of the North Island, quarter of the North Island. About that. A huge, huge deal. That's uh, millions of people. Or, uh, about a million. About a million. I mean, 1.01 yeah. 01 million is millions of people. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, and anyway, so, so the moment we put million. that in, we, we, we had cases where they would have had to cancel surgery because they didn't have an appropriate lab result to yeah. confirm that it was safe to do surgery, but the lab result, it did exist, but now they can ex- access it. So it's it's things like that. So, I mean, I would imagine at some point something not being delayed has caused someone to live instead of have a negative outcome. And that's on top of all the better treatment and slightly better outcomes that you probably achieved here and there. So overall, like, two thumbs up yeah. for... You, you, you're, not, you're not just helping people in their Minecraft seeds. You've got a, a job where you presumably get some uh, fulfillment on knowing that you're doing stuff there. Or maybe not. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a bit of restructuring going on at the moment. So, uh, yeah. Um, it's one of these cases, it's a bit like that whole Minecraft getting too big. Like, the whole hospital IT stuff is getting too big and too cumbersome and it now moves way slower than I would like. So, yeah. So I want to, uh, to bring it all back into your Minecraft, uh, linking there, which is, it's funny that even the, the way that you uh, see your job security is tied in. How is it that that ability to just make hospital systems, how do you feel like, uh, cause most people wouldn't be able to take any amount of knowledge and turn it straight into seeds. How did you get, from that to working out bugs in Minecraft's code that no one had seen before, that could be exploited for incredible, uh, you know, speedrunning gain and for uh, even just uh, shocking seeds, realistically. Well, uh, I mean, this is the thing: it's it's not something you can actually just sort of teach someone. It's um, ever since I was a child, it's been a case of. I've always pulled things apart to see how they work. And so it's all disassembling things and fascinated by the mechanics of things and the electronics of things. And so it's, I can sort of attack something that I know nothing about (laughs) and kind of work out logically how to get to a decent result. Um, I mean, before I was doing the Minecraft stuff, um, I had a old 1998 arcade machine in the garage and I worked out how to repair it, how to diagnose it, how to, so I was actually working for hardware at that point. (laughs) So, I mean, and I'd never done that before either. So, um, you're good at taking on projects that you don't already know counter to what most people are good at which is you need to practice a million times before you can do it you almost like the unfamiliarity Mm. of a project that is something that is unknown 
Well, it's it's all a puzzle, and that's the that's the kind of the way I approach it. It's like you don't know the solution to a puzzle. Um, there might be methods for solving it that are known, but I'd rather dive in and actually try work out what those methods are myself. Um, I'm not one of these people that sort of Google's code and copies and pastes it. <laughs> um, I mean, I do occasionally, but that's only for things that aren't puzzles. It's like okay. I, I think I don't need to solve this. Someone every else has done this. Of life can be seen as a puzzle, even even like interior design, right? Like if you look at the weirdly shaped room that I'm in, there is an optimal way to use this shape of room. There's an optimal way to design the room behind you. Like, should that storage box be over there, or should it be next to that white shelf? Should your guitars be on some hung up display? With you know, like there's all these optimal optimizations that can be made everywhere. And once you get it right, it's like, it's solved, it's done. There's a level of knowledge you can obtain for, uh, you know, like your, your audio setup. You were talking about this, how, oh yeah, you don't have a treated room, so you've got a microphone that's really, really good up close, but bad at a distance. That's solving the audio puzzle for your situation. And I think that's, I, I wonder why that comes to, you know, it seems to come to video games for you. Uh, is, it, is it like a passion thing? Ah, the, what the video games? I mean, I'm I've been playing video games since the eighties, so yeah, Commodore sixty four. You may may have seen references to that at some point. You may never have played any of those games. No, I I I because I uh, it's I I was born in ninety five, but I've only ever played three D games. That's my. That's my weird like I I, I had a I, uh, you know mega, a Mega Drive, but I I can't recall playing a game before the 3D era. It's uh right. So I know yeah. Commodore 64s, but yeah, the old 8-bit sprite stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's actually amazing how far they can push that tech. It's um no, it's yeah, but that's that's kind of where that started. And I I started programming back back in those days as well. Um, and that, and that was kind of the equivalent of copy paste. There were paper books that would have program listings. Yeah. You yeah, type them in that. and you wouldn't, wouldn't know what the stuff actually did, but then something wouldn't go right. And then you'd have to understand what you'd done wrong and then why that didn't work. And that's kind of, it's that sort of first principle type stuff that it's kind of where I tend to excel quite well. Um, at work, I am more often than not dealing with diagnostics, as in not clinical diagnostics, systems diagnostics. Yeah, this yeah. is running slow. Why is it running slow? It's that sort of thing. Um, because I can get in there at, at very low levels if I have to. Uh -huh. um, yeah, just look at the databases and what they're doing and the profiles, all, all sorts of, yeah, anyway, it's, Lots of technical stuff um, that just doesn't occur naturally to people. Um, so I'd have you, no idea why. Do you feel some sympathy for looking at the Minecraft developers who, like at this point, there are very few people besides Jeb who have been there for any of the original like creation of the whole Minecraft 1.0, basically even. And so everyone has to sit there and take a part code that exists already, work out how it works, and then build massively on top of it, on top of all the being hamstrung by 
administration and like, oh, someone else doesn't like this code design, so you got to do it again. Like, do you feel like, um, in in their shoes, you would feel like too chained up, or do you feel like that's something you're used to because you work in government IT? Um, I don't think I'd particularly fit a role like that well, to be honest. I would probably work better in this in the sort of I'll I'll find out what the problem is and what's causing it. How you guys want to solve that is up to you. <laughs> and that's kind of where you do that sort of handoff. Um, because that's when all the politics and everything else come into it. Um, especially when game balance is involved. Um, the... Because, yeah, game rebalancing can cause some issues. Yeah, as a, as a community, I mean, this past week has proven it. Like, people... People don't, as a community, I feel like we don't want a balanced game. Or we want a balanced game, but we hate the way that you actually have to achieve it. Like, uh, people uh, have extreme issues with things changing on them. And that's what you have to do to balance a game. But even, like, internally as a studio, one of the real struggles is everyone has a slightly different take. And the only way to, you know, the politics of balancing that (laughs) is going to create a worse game. Like, person A says we should never have any kill don't ever kill any mobs to do something person b says but we need decent food and person c says i don't know what about spaghetti and they're like the only way to square all three of those people's opinions is technically to just put spaghetti in the game um well you know like dumb dumb examples like that like people who design by committee is never the best way to do compelling art right no no definitely definitely not and one of the things i find quite interesting about minecraft is that a certain amount of the player base and a significant amount, actually. Uh, well, of the of the probably the more mature players, they bo- almost make it their job to make sure that they don't have to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, you, you, yeah. you're kind of you, your objective is so that you do not have to play. It's like then what's the point? It's like iron farms. I don't I don't make iron farms. Well, I, I don't actually play that much, to be perfectly honest. But I don't make iron farms. The ore veins were actually a good solution to that. It's like, you go find one. You, how much iron do you actually need? <laughs> the smart thing about that as a solution is, you're right, is they didn't nerf iron farms. They've accidentally done it a couple of times, but they fixed it because of, uh, you know, like uh, outrage and death threats or whatever. But, like, the... The idea that you don't nerf something, you make something better, is really clever game design. Because then you just have to... Ha- then then the people who want to keep doing the same thing, like you say, not play Minecraft, just keep not playing yeah. Minecraft in the background. But then new players making the decision are like, yeah, it makes so much more sense to grab a fortune pickaxe. You mine one iron vein and you're sorted for life in half the time it takes you to start building an iron farm. Plus you have to sit near the iron farm, so it's not actually free iron, it's just converting time into iron. Uh, in the case of my very expensive European electricity, I'm I'm paying money for that iron. It's a microtransaction at that point. Um, yeah, yeah. And and this is the thing. It gets me. It's like, oh no, you can AFK. It's like, wait on. So so now we're explicitly saying you're not playing the game. Yeah, right. That's the worst <laughs> bit. That's the the AFK fish farm you is know. the same thing. Of like, yes, I would rather not play the game than have to go and find my own enchantments. And it's like, wait, really? I, you know, there's yeah. fine. Uh, yeah and you can do whatever you want to do but it just feels like we should want to enjoy ourselves Um, and and i think this is where where this um villager trading rebalancing is sort of coming along 
Um, and it's basically going, yeah, okay, you can have easy stuff, but it's not as easy. And you, and it encourages people to explore. And I, I, I quite, I quite like that. Um, cause I mean, previously my solution to the whole mending issue was, um, if you get it from a villager, it should come with curse of vanishing. Oh, I like that. So yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yes. And, but if you get it any other way, it doesn't. So it's like, there's the good mending books and there's the bad mending books. So you can get the bad mending books easily. Yeah. I like <laughs> yeah, that yeah. as a solution. I mean, I, I don't think the community would. I think that'd result in, uh, you know, some, oh, yeah. some dangerous things being, but you're, you're right. That's, uh, that's that, that, that though is that case of game balance that is technically taking away from people who would then feel like, oh, but we, the, the right thing to do was never make mending available from trading, right? That was the, yeah, the, pretty much. it should have been this rare enchantment that you will search for because then you've got to make the hard decisions about what gets mending first, where, am I, how long do you spend looking for mending before you say that's enough tools of it? But instead it's like everything gets mending. You buy 25 copies of it and now you put mending on your, your fishing rod and your, your carrot on a stick. And so I think that's the and, place we're at. And the function of mending, it's, it is, again, so that you don't have to play the game. Because, of course, you don't need to go and get new tools because they never run out. So it's like... Now, and that, that is probably stretching it a little bit because, of course, the other way to look at it is if you spend enough time in the game, you can eliminate the inconveniences of the early game. Yeah. The... Which is progression. But you would still be progressing if you traded for efficiency 5 and had to reapply it to every new diamond pickaxe or every new neverite pickaxe that you got. Um, true. But yeah, true. I, I think a lot of people do like to play a game so hard that eventually they can stop playing the game. And to, to give that the tiniest bit of defense, in a way, if you love something enough, because you can't play Minecraft 24 hours a day, the only way to actually play it in those hours you're not playing it is to do something AFK and be like, I'm still making that True. progress. I love idle games. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever gone into one, like Cookie Clicker. It's so fun whenever you come back and it's like, yes, while I was asleep, I got 12 million cookies. I got uh, 6 million. I've never tried one. Um, I've never tried one. Uh, the closest I got was that, what was that? Um, there is no game. Oh, I like there is no game. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, uh, there was that whole Cookie Clicker piece of it <laughs> it's, it's just like hmm. there's a the the other example that comes to mind um on your same t thought point is uh stanley parable there's an achievement you can oh, only yeah, get for great. not playing the game for five years i uh i think i might be eligible for that by now uh they changed it with the jelix one i think oh they did i uh well it might be five years now that it used to be less. I think it might it might have used to have been a year. I, I can't recall. But either way, you can just advance the clock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess you have to use a... That's how people have it. <laughs> yeah, you have to use like a third-party set. That's what I used to do in um, Animal Crossing, because you can only play that game for 20 minutes a day. They like deliberately want you to be like, come back tomorrow. It's like, no, I will come back 20 minutes from now, and it's tomorrow. Um... <laughs> it's weird because the system clock could tell or the, the game would tell that you'd done it and it would like uh, i think there's like a character in there that goes like your oh, repeaty says you're cheating um i thought that was kind of wholesome God. not stopping you oh, just it's... saying i'm trying to make you feel bad 
Yeah, I wasn't there a game that that uh, pinged you for save scumming? Is there? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I see. There's this. It's funny how many mechanics. That's a good example of like if you can save a game, logically you should be able to save every five seconds, and therefore logically there are no consequences for dying, even though consequences for dying make a game more fun. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I'm 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 kind of guilty of that even at Minecraft. Um, it's on like. Minecraft? Well, it's well, I have in the I I in certain situations. It's the it's the classic you 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 die in the ancient city. It's like right back up the world because <laughs> I know that stuff's only going to survive for 10 minutes and I need to find it again. <laughs> I think if I was playing Java hardcore for non YouTube reasons, if I had like never gotten into this, I think I'd be the guy who's like I'm just going to back this up. It's been 3 years, I don't want to lose it. Um, <clears throat> I think oh, even of course hardcore worlds you can back them up. Yeah, yeah. The, there's Didn't no even think about it. There's, there's yeah. the hardcore hard, every hardcore Java series. If every YouTuber that does them, they never die because you'd be making a poor financial decision if you weren't backing up your world every five minutes. Like you are uh, right. the the financial incentives align such that it never makes any sense not to. Um, and I, I, that's why I've never bothered doing like a long term. Uh, if I'm doing hardcore, it has to be streamed because otherwise, there's no. Uh, you never have. You can never trust a non-streamed hardcore series. And even if you, you can, because I mean, you actually dipped your toes into the um, into the dark side recently, didn't you? I <laughs> With might the bed, have. thing. Yeah, yeah. I. That's that helps. That makes Java a lot more playable. It doesn't have big salmon though, so what's the point? Yeah, but you got the fabric installed and yeah, the API for fabric. Man, I... You, yeah, yeah, you go. You know about the seed finding mod? No, no. How does it work? No, I have a seed finding mod. And it works for Java. Yeah, and finds bedrock seeds. Oh. Oh, that is very interesting. In-game. So you basically use commands to uh, set your criteria, and it goes finds the stuff. And creates a new dimension and book actually puts you in the seed. Whoa. I'll give that a shot. And then you Yeah, and then it gives you a book with the details about what you searched for and the seed and and you can do various things like query the biome distributions and things and go, Oh, it's this this percent this biome and this percent that biome and Yeah, so I mean it's it's fairly simple. Um but and that, and that's actually another interesting point because a lot of the seeds I find are not particularly useful for playing Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so I I with, as someone who's done like the way lower end version of what you did, like I I was one of the first people to just bulk search seeds to find the best ones. But uh, it's so true that the things that get interesting to you as someone who's like, wow, this is a one in a thousand seed. You're like, but like I don't think anyone would take advantage of this. So I've I've always had that balance in my videos. I can imagine that. When you're on the code level, you're finding stuff that's so statistically significant, but also would mean nothing to an end player in any realistic term. Yeah, and, and this is a thing, and it's one of the reasons I actually don't produce a lot of content. It's not a lot of it is interesting enough for me to actually go to the effort of making a video. <laughs> it's like it's gotta be it's gotta be out there a bit. And because I mean I've got you know piles of seeds just sitting around that i've forgotten about and i've highlighted and gone oh that's kind of interesting 
And for a lot of people, they might be perfectly good seeds for what they want to do. But it's it's all about what you want the seed for. It's the utility, especially with the speedrunning stuff. Speaking of making your life easier, allow me to quickly interrupt you with a word from our sponsor this week. This episode of Deep in the Mine is brought to you by Factor. They are a service I've actually used while I was in the United States because it's America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. This can help you deal with, uh, you know, having your own day while having the meals be handled very easily. And as someone who really enjoys food, Factor actually gets it. It's not just easy to uh, get the meals which are delivered straight to your door. It's also incredibly delicious meals. You can go for gourmet plus options if you want to go for incredibly fun options that are very, very fast. Or you can go for a calorie conscious option, which will allow you to make sure the autopilot decisions are as simple and as healthy as possible. This is something I really like. It can be so easy when you're busy to make poor health decisions, but you can make that a lot easier with Factor. If you also want, there's lunch to go, there's vegan, they can cater for a lot of, uh, there's protein plus, you can uh, cater for a lot of different dietary requirements, which is something I absolutely love. If you need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel best for the rest of the summer, then this is something which I absolutely recommend. There are over 45 add-ons. You can get so many delicious meals. I have really enjoyed some of the ones I've had. And uh, I'm mentioning this service because genuinely it is one that I enjoy. If you want to get this for yourself, if you want to have some ready-to-eat meals that are going to be some of the best you've had, then go to factormeals.com slash deepinthemind50 and use code deepinthemind50 to get 50% off. That's code deepinthemind50 at factormeals.com slash deepinthemind50 to get 50% off. And, you know... Personally, I'd recommend it if you are in that situation of being very busy and wanting to have wholesome and also tasty meals. Trust me, I'm someone who likes food a lot, and this is something I can 100% recommend. But let's get back to the podcast now. Anyway, so to get back into uh, what we were saying there, so you have some seeds that you have sat on that you think are really handy for Soul Survivor World, but that you haven't like gone through the effort of making a video for. Oh yeah, there's there's plenty there's plenty of seeds that are like that. Um, and I can see because them. I, would, I, can, I can check them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can pass you a few seeds um, that, that that I've stumbled across because quite often when you're doing seed searches, you'll find something that's interesting, but it wasn't what you were actually looking for. Um, and there's quite a few like that, and there's um, yeah, there's quite a few interesting seeds. I'll I'll, I'll pass you a few. Yeah. Um, if they you might see turn a up seed a Sunday, Sunday this week with some weird seeds, you know where they came from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, just stuff you forget about as well. And and quite often, like, you'll kind of find what you wanted and then you go, actually, that's not that interesting anymore. It's like, yeah. That's the weird I can't make a video thing. about that. <laughs> even, even stuff like um, the seed I was most sure was the biggest, craziest find was four trail ruins by spawn but then the problem is as a survival player like one trail ruins probably has enough for you and also it's quite late game so spawning by it doesn't really save you and then also everyone knows about um chunk base and so like most people don't even care about structures anymore because it's just a matter of time it's not a matter of wow it's right there it saves me all this effort of finding it and so these like tiny changes in player like what a person has access to entirely changes what makes a cool seed even though these things are just as statistically significant as they were before uh and so yeah and yeah it, it is a bit like that actually um because when you asked for that one i went why does he want that because the, pro the problem with that is that it's not that visually interesting 
because yeah, you only get to see the top bits. <laughs> the seed that would interest the most people, despite having no value to any of them, would be a village or like multiple villages that connect over and over again. If you could, like, that's the that's an example of a seed that I I know would be a million view video that like twelve people would want to use as a long term survival world. Like, it would be there's there's this weird disconnect between what is interesting and worth talking about and what is actually useful. I I think this probably applies to Minecraft updates themselves and like the Trail Ruins mm. is really exciting when you first say it, but also. Once you get deep enough in a world, it's only useful for getting those weird niche items that most people probably forgot about after the update. Um, and we'll, in well, five years, will be considered weird. Well, I think part of the thing that a lot of people miss about the trail ruins is it's not so much about what you get out of it. It's about the process of doing it. If you think about the trail ruins like an adult coloring book, <laughs> it completely changes the perspective of it. And uh, it could be quite cathartic to actually just excavate this thing as if you were excavating a ruin. Like you actually play that sort of a role rather than give me, give me my loot so I can leave. <laughs> I do <laughs> enjoy is, it on that level. Yeah. Like when you, as you slowly see the structure come into being, it's like, wow, this is actually really well mm. considered. Like uh, you do feel like you're uncovering some ancient culture. Um but then I, I think it's all lost when you realize that like Minecraft are deliberately trying not to have any law that sticks. And so every piece of law you can imagine, I'm like, ah, eh, they probably didn't mean this. They're probably just maybe maybe I've got to like suspend my disbelief a bit and be like, um Well, the thing with Minecraft law is that it functions there as a basis to create your own stories. Yes. And that's the way I see it. So telling you having law that is fixed in terms of telling you what the actual story is and its outcome and, and like putting things in there that don't make you ask questions is no better than a cutscene. Do you think the ancient city portal is a good or a bad example of a feature then? Assuming they never intend to use it for something, uh, is it a good law feature or is it a bad law feature? I'd say it's good. Um, the reason being, you can come up with your own interpretations of what that portal was used for. Um, how the warden came in. Like, why is the warden there? Is the warden protecting this portal? Is Did the warden come through this portal? Is there another warden dimension? Is it like... So, it sort of is a imagination catalyst is kind of the way I could see it. It's... And and it kind of makes sense because, of course, it also it helps from a marketing point of view as well because people talk. They talk about what they think this is. And so the more people talk about something, the more people see people talking about something. But as a player, do you want to have those interesting marketing features or would you rather just be like, here is a cool thing that Minecraft... Like, if you, like when you have a fixed law, Minecraft can build towards things and we can be like, Oh yeah, have you heard they're finally going to reveal what's in the portal? Have you heard that we're finally going to understand what ancient culture came before, you know, archaeology and desert temples and jungle temples? That would hype people up so much. It would, but it'd be Maybe very short lived. Maybe more so they made up the story themselves, but yeah, it would, but it'd be very short lived, of course. 
because it's coming, it's here. Oh, that's cool. When's the next thing? And it's kind of what updates sort of became. Um, Not that I, because I mean, I only started playing in about 1.16. I think it just come out. Like, (laughs) I feel like anyone, especially older Minecraft players, usually got into it. Like, yeah, I've been playing since 2010. Just, uh, uh, you know, and that's exactly my story. But it's, it's weird to learn that someone got into Minecraft past 2020. Like, that is... This is the end game to me. But logically, tens of millions of people are buying copies every year. I just assume they're all second copies and buying it for children or getting it as a gift for someone that you want to play with that doesn't really care about it. It's weird to get someone well, hardcore in it today. Well, I, I mean, I started playing Minecraft because of 2020. <laughs> okay, you said um, that. Actually, but... to touch on that earlier, so uh, the two incompatible statements in your, in your thesis are that you uh, you had a pandemic uh, lockdown thing, but also that you lived in New Zealand. I mean, the world's perception is that New Zealand was like a bubble for a solid year and a half and then had like a very short, oh God, we have COVID now thing and then right back to where you are now. Yeah, so that's, that's a kind of an interesting one because um, we were great until Delta came along. Uh, sorry, Omicron. Worst airline. Yeah, one of those. Um, so basically, we were fine. Uh, and we just had to, you know, because we were in lockdown for a while. And that's, I started doing that right initially. But I mean, I mean, part of the issue is that, um, that uh, I guess my wife was a little more paranoid about the um the covid than than i probably was um but i did have a stint that what i did could go back to work but of course once once the next variant came along and sort of started to sweep through uh, i was like ah okay right working from home again (laughs) and so that's pretty much what happened that was the weird thing to me about um like as a as an individual you are quite lucky to you can kind of take you know pandemic stuff as you want like uh, disease stuff even uh, like if you don't want to wash your hands after uh, before cooking food or after going to the bathroom it's your choice it's weird some people might not like, like, like those decisions but when you start living with someone how dirty you leave the sink or how uh, how much you go outside during what might be a very serious pandemic these become like mm. relationship making breaking questions like I I do understand like that's that's one of the hardest things about hygiene is unlike everything else where if you really like sports team a and i really like sports team b we can just agree to not go to either of their games or to go to both we can't you can't agree to do high hygiene and to do low hygiene because to the high hygiene people low hygiene cancels it out and to low hygiene people you're going for a lot of unnecessary hoops just to appease someone's mental state yeah i'm and i i think um her position was very much a case of, well, older people are susceptible. Yeah. Like, as in, the less we go out and the less risk we have of contracting it, not because of us, but because if we end up passing that on to someone else who passes that on to someone else who then ends up dying, then it's like, yeah. Do you and think it, you're it's, it was more about. Bird order, things like that? Well. 
I wouldn't say responsible, but it's nice to, you know, try not to, yeah, I mean, yeah, basically try to be, try to be a bit more responsible. If I make I mean, a video, sorry, I just, just to jump in with yeah. a tiny dumb analogy here. If I make a video and it has some, uh, like, I've, I've had this, some people send me this, like, man, I was really depressed, was gonna like save my life i don't know how true it is but someone says you saved my life man. Yeah. but then that person whose life i saved goes on to kill three people should i should have i done a positive thing or a negative thing by making that video that helped that person out such that they didn't die before committing their free murders i would say it's a positive thing as long as the video also is like like if you if the video wasn't the thing that made them want to commit the murders. Because uh, you know <laughs> it could I... be both. It could be, oh, I don't need to go. I don't need to do this to myself anymore. <laughs> I can kill three people instead. I mean, what if it was, though? What if I have the advice of, you know, rather than taking out the pain on yourself, find the people who wronged you. Take it out on them. They're the ones who deserve it. It does sound like something you might say. It does sound like something I probably have. I, now I have said it. Just so, if you're watching this right now and you have these yeah. feelings of hurt against yourself, it's not your fault. It's everyone else's. Just remember yeah, that. Just go murder some people. Yeah, yeah, that's all good. <laughs> they won't like get you're you already going to kill someone. Why? Why make it the most important person? You? Yeah, there's some people that probably need it. Go, go get them instead. Don't, don't. Yeah, run. that's my. Hot take. I can't can't have a sponsored video where I tell people to murder people. Instead, do yeah. easy home cooking. It's good. There we go. Covered. Covered <laughs> my liability. <Yeah. laughs> easy home cooking. But yes, I mean in general, yeah. I mean if you were encouraging the 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 uh unaliving of <laughs> certain people's then yes, uh, I would say that you do bear some responsibility. Even if it was a bit jokey. What if I encourage I, and, someone to kill people and then they, someone of my subscribers goes out and murders three people, but each of those three people were about to go and murder three people each? Would I then have done a positive thing by encouraging three murders because it saved nine lives or six lives net, I guess? Did you know that would be the end result? <laughs> oh, is that the crucial thing? You have to know what you're what you're doing well or have a you know it's all about balancing risk like if you're if you know that these people is a super high risk for going and doing that and now geez now we're getting to minority report territory <laughs> <laughs> I, I i almost think like so if i genuinely i just never followed covid I, it never came up i didn't i learned about it three weeks ago i was shocked like the world went into lockdown whoa and so during that whole time, I was going out in public, coughing in people's faces, just doing my, my day-to-day life. Uh, is ignorance a defense? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you didn't know anything. If, if Minecraft doesn't know that the community is going to negatively react to mending changes, is that okay? You know, like, a, or rather the Eula thing. If they don't know that they're actually freaking out a large portion of their player base, is it a really fine thing? By asking the community, are they doing a worse thing because now they're informed? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, Mojang or Microsoft has a communication problem. They um, definitely have a communication problem. No question. Um, 
I I formed that opinion the moment that that I saw that face on screen that said, um, "What is it? Concept art is not a commitment." Uh. And it's like, how tone deaf was? Well, I mean, tone deaf. Well, it was tone. Well, I don't, I don't yeah, know if tone, tone deaf is the right term. I think, yeah, it, it was like, yeah, tone deaf. I think it's fair. Like it, it was taking a valid concern and saying, "You guys are dumb, and we're smart," and then middle finger up to everyone. What do you and mean? Because the other thing is, because yeah. who would have been better? Giving that news, I'm. I mean, Angus. That Agnes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Agnes. Jeff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff and Agnes is who they use to roll out bad news. You, actually, in fact, they've done it before that and after that, and it mm. makes sense so, to hear it from a developer than a business. She's like the. She has the most business focused rollout there. Like she has a very generic title. So no the the first you're question when no, you bet you when got I really heard great opinions, it's just that particular corporate line. Uh, is a very by a very corporate person is uh tone well, diff- well the choice the the choice is that why wasn't it agnes i it could be two things right one is that all of the developers were like no we should delay the update and put it in there and they weren't kind of happy with like rushing yeah. that deadline because <laughs> i i've spoken to people this isn't like a secret because i've had these conversations mm. on some form of live stream but uh multiple developers have told me now when we look at the sales chart for Minecraft, every time we release an update, it goes like that. You are, by delaying an update, yep. you are throwing tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars by the time you count your know, second order impacts on the table. And so delaying an update for Fireflies would be really stupid, would be monumentally, like on a money level. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I think that is why they have to make these hard decisions that maybe the people who are making the game don't want. Like, uh, I, I think the case of Caves and Cliffs was a split that the developers... Like, that was like a compromise between we need to release an update, our update isn't ready. Um, whereas the maybe 1.19, they just didn't compromise. They said, no, you're releasing it. Doesn't matter if it doesn't have any wild features in it. Just throw it out there. People will love it. Yeah. Because the case close was quite interesting, actually. Because um, that's when I first started getting into the biome stuff. Um, because, of course, they were changing it all. Changed, yeah. So, yeah, they're changing everything. It's like, everyone's going to need new seeds. <laughs> so it's, I was like, all right, better get on top of this. It's annoying going back to my, like, there's a cutoff date. It's like two years and like six months. Any any video I have that's beyond that, I try to like I go back to my old seed video and I'm like, oh, this is a swamp village seed. Oh, it's from four years ago, so it doesn't work. Um, like Minecraft has these like continual cutoff dates where like everything's changed again, but this is the last time. But we're gonna have to do one last final everything changes when uh, when Java and Bedrock sync up their structures and their you know all their other tiny terrain details, right? So yeah, yeah, that'll that'll happen eventually, probably. Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't, it's weird that it didn't happen at the same time. I don't know. I mean, maybe you know why. Oh, the right person to ask. Oh, I I think a lot of it is probably. Well, the thing that gets me is that they'll do a parity change, right, to structures and the grid sizes and whatnot, and then they'll completely miss that, like Java's like linear distribution, and then Bedrock's focus towards the center of the grid. And it's like, 
So you changed the grid size, but you didn't bother to do the other bit. So it's because like getting a zero zero village in Java is far, far, far more likely than it is on Bedrock, even though the grid sizes are the same. Why? It sounds like from what you said, the opposite should be true. So why is it that oh, it's more likely on Java with less center? Oh, uh, because zero zero is at the corner of the grid, not in the middle. The corner of four grids, right? Uh, yes. Corner of one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So oh, that's kind of why that. The center of each individual. Right. I got you. Got you. Uh, yeah. Center bias. Um, basically, what it does is it uh, instead of choosing a random x and a random z, it chooses two x's and two z's and averages them. Oh, yeah. I can see how that. There's almost yeah. no way to get uh, low and high numbers from that, or at least it's. Well, it's not no no way, but it just means that like. If you've got a, I don't know, if you've got, say, an area of, that's of 20 by 20 that you're you're targeting it, getting the zero, zero is like, it's like 20 times 20 times 20 times 20, one in that, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it makes it a lot less likely. Um, yeah, because I've caught myself out with that failed seed searches actually the one of the interesting things 1.18 um was when they had that oh crap moment they had this oh crap moment and they went asking the um community for seeds because the template seeds wouldn't work anymore yeah yeah and the moment they did that was good because it was it was a signal that they had stopped doing massive changes to the world gen so i knew we were good for there um so i threw some in um, and I think about five or six of them are actually in game. Oh, so I, so funnily enough, I'm about to, at some point in the next month, I want to review all of the new default seeds. And so some of those are, I, I always assumed that that would be your jam, but some of those are your, your find findings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and actually some of them, I was even ta taking the piss. <laughs> you really? How so like, that? yeah. Um, cause it was like, oh, right. You know, spawn is close to whatever feature and they had listed things and it's like woodland mansion it's like okay fine and so that's why you spawn on top of a woodland mansion yeah yeah that's the, that's the funny one I, I was i was taking the purse yeah. it was you seriously don't want that right yeah as a, i wasn't expecting them to choose that one that's that's funny that yeah i i, I thought it was weird that you spawn on a woodland mansion but i was like i guess this is what minecraft went with it's interesting, yeah, that that's... It's way less desirable than walking close to one, you would assume. But I uh, maybe 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 it's more fun for some players. That seems like a seed you'd find in a weird video as opposed to one built into the game, right? Um, yeah, well, what was quite interesting is because they changed the... They reintroduced the namespace into the hashes so that the hashes had changed. So I had to work out what they'd done before I could even give them any seeds. And so I got that sort of sorted out within about an hour um, of getting up in the morning. And <laughs> I just threw together a few of the easy finds, threw it up there, and it looks like all they did was went down the posts until they found what they needed. So the earlier posts seemed to be the ones it was biased towards. <laughs> wow. That's that's incredible. See, I, I love the... Every complex system at some point has someone doing their job where they're just like i need to do this fairly soon let's get it done um mm. 
no matter how much. And that's one of the reasons I think it was a, an oh crap moment <laughs> because they 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 didn't seem to curate those seeds particularly well. <laughs> In, because yeah, it's weird though because if you think about a world with no deep seed finding tools, then it's almost better not to curate because the better they try to look for, the worse they're making that fresh discovery. Because the the idea of seed templates, you would figure, would be. Yeah, it's like vaguely something like that. It's just a, it's a direction that it can go in. Um, it, you know, the ideal seed picker wouldn't even be a particular seed. It would be, we now tell the world gen to just try and spawn you somewhere near a sunflower plane, somewhere near a woodland mansion. Um, yep. And so it's funny that less curation sounds good until you get people who know the very best woodland mansion seed. I, I think spawning on top of a woodland mansion for an experienced player is the best woodland mansion seed. Like. You break one block down, you're in. You're going. Um, mm. So that's interesting uh, that that mistake would be made. I, I'm excited to look through them now, now that I know there's some really zany, messed up ones in there. That gets me extra excited yeah, well, to review all the default seeds. Well, they weren't actually anything particularly... Because they weren't asking for anything particularly special. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's the stronghold below... Um, in which case, I literally went for stronghold spawns and then just dug straight down and went, did I hit it? Like, right from spawn. <laughs> it's like, so you literally, stronghold okay, so below. <laughs> that, this, it always annoyed me that the stronghold below was like, walk 100 blocks to it, or like 50 blocks to a village, then dig down. It's like, that's not below. That's stronghold over there. So I thank yeah. you. That's If, if now dig, stronghold below digs straight down, I, I yeah. give you massive credit for making Minecraft a more honest game with their descriptions. Yeah, yeah. It because I just literally, I just took that literally and went. Well, um, the the interesting one, of course, is the the mushroom um, island because you can't spawn on that anymore. Well, I can't categorically say that. I just cannot see a way that the noise generators could like. There's just the way the spawn calc calcs work. Mushroom Island would, is basically the antithesis of where it wants to spawn you. It's the exact opposite. It would it would rather spawn you in deep ocean than on one of those islands. So it makes sense. As someone who spawned in a mushroom island randomly, I uh, I, I mentioned the story before. It's I, I went on a date with a girl. Uh, we we decided to play some Minecraft together, and we spawned on a mushroom island. And it's like this isn't even playing Minecraft at some point. We had it was back when biomes went all the way down. So it's just. We're just we're basically playing peaceful mode, uh, and in a way, that's a bad first experience. In the same way, they got rid of the killer rabbit because like they don't want you to spawn in and be immediately murdered by a rabbit. They don't want you to spawn in and have that one in a thousand chance of oh, yeah, Minecraft doesn't have any mobs, huh? Because you'll just assume the game is broken. I think. Yeah, actually, it's a good point because because if it was actually surrounded by water, because they weren't necessarily in one point sixteen. 17. Oh, so so much better when they weren't, in my opinion. Like, I I loved the conjoined seeds. Yeah, because the funny thing with the mushroom islands now is they effectively force them to be islands by the fact that they are the deepest of deepest oceans, effectively. The deepest. That's deepest once you get past a certain. So it goes through ocean and then deep ocean and then mushroom island. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's like the opposite of land. It's like, and that's the reason why it does not want to spawn you there. One of my questions I was going it. to ask you, like, as an ending one, but it was, it was going to be like, 
what is a seed that you hasn't been found that you'd be like incredibly impressed if it had been? And I thought it sounds like that's on there, like uh, spawn in a mushroom biome. Is there anything else though that is like seemingly impossible but would be useful? Ah, uh, there's some things that I know are theoretically possible. Um, possibly theoretically possible. Um, great one would be the pillager outposts. What I've just what I've discovered accidentally is they they don't actually just build those towers down. They copy the blocks. They copy the so, blocks. So you notice how like when there's one of those towers, if one of them has a vine on it, all the way down it has oh. the vine. Yeah, you're right. It does. Because I have one on a woodland mansion, and and it just happened to be at that exact block layer was where the roof was, and it just copied the roof. So it didn't. <laughs> oh, I didn't and so what I was that. thinking is if I could get a spawner right at that layer, uh... it could have an entire line. <laughs> but the problem with that is, of course, it only goes down till it hits something. So you've got to try to find a spawner where you can take the floor out of it somehow. And then those, those yeah. used to exist, at least. Uh, like it used to be very common to be in a desert and just find a spawner with no floor or ceiling. I don't know. Oh, like from from a mineshaft. Oh, I'm thinking the oh, like a, sp a skeleton spawner, a spider spawner, like a, way back when. I'm talking like beta 1.6. Ah, oh, yeah. Sorry, like yeah. olden days. Uh, but like, yeah, I I haven't seen one in years. Uh, so that is a challenge yeah. by itself, huh? That would be so yeah. cool to see a line of mob spawners. Yeah, right? and this is the thing because you'd stand next to it and everything would just start spawning. I mean, visually, it yeah. would just be great. <laughs> Because they'd just start spawning in the sky and just falling down and, <laughs> and just be like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'd, I'd love to see that. Um, but I every so often I have a little think about how you could do it. And I keep going back to the same things because you've got to carve away the bottom of the dungeon. Or because if you were using a mansion one, it'd be the floor. But you've got to carve away the floor somehow. And the problem is that the easiest way to do that is probably... Uh, the air gap around a ruin portal. But now they generate after the pillager outposts, so that won't work. <laughs> You've got to find a very specific set of structures generating that works in such a way that the, there'll be air there by the time the pillager yeah. outpost gets there, but also the, the spawn is still there. I can see how that is a big difficulty. Big, big yeah, difficulty. yeah, and some of that stuff gets quite quite complicated. Um, like, like there was an interesting seed that uh, for Java that uh, Dylan Dylan something for I think it's Dylan D fourteen or something like that. Um, he did, and it's a ruin portal in a woodland mansion that lights itself. Oh, <laughs> I see how that. So basically, yeah, yeah. So it's the the extra obsidian from one of the rooms in the mansion completes the portal and the, the lava causes the <laughs> the yeah the mansion to burn lighting the portal I'm so, so it's an auto lighting seed. portal i would love to love to experience that yeah it's um yeah uh you dylan yeah I, i'll have to find it yeah i would, um, I would love to yeah. see java seeds as a whole like uh, maybe maybe fun just to do a one time the weirdest things that only exist on Java. Because whenever it's structure-based on Java, I'm like, ah, oh, can, ne can never enjoy that myself. 
But um, my second question, just to give you another mm-hmm. seed one here, what's your favorite seed that you have discovered? One that exists that you think is, you'd say it's underappreciated, or maybe it's perfectly appreciated, but you love it and you're you're amazed by it still. Yeah, no, that's that's got to be the one with the 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 entire tower of structures. That <laughs> this guy Aquifer, it's that's that that was um yeah that was that was uh that that's just me taking something and abusing it that's just yeah well that's the that point. no person would ever find right like the you the no, of some no. person ever running across that randomly so low it could be in minecraft for years and it would never be found but you perfectly lined up the the way the seed stuff worked i i, I was mind blown by that really and and it was actually funny because what what tripped all that off was I was actually looking for flat terrain. <laughs> <laughs> How does flat so terrain I was looking at, that in the end? Well, so I was looking at the terrain shaper and when the weirdness goes up, like at a certain point for most of the curves, it flattens off. Like it's a completely flat line. So I was like, right, well, if I get that high, it's going to take time to come down. So it's going to be a bigger area. Of flat terrain. Um, but then I pull up one of these seeds on chunk base and it says there's buried treasure there. And I'm like, what? It's the middle of a forest. Chunk base, are you high? <laughs> but I load the seed up and sure enough, buried treasure's there. So they had actually simulated the bug in chunk base, probably unknowingly, because they actually don't simulate it anymore. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, and so rather than doing the hard work myself, um, I just breakpointed their um, JavaScript to find out what on earth was going on and why it thought it was there, because it was right. So, And that's where the the prelim surface height came up, and I went, oh, crap. Looked at the Java code and went, oh, they've done the same thing on Bedrock. And they had. Uh-huh. And it was like, looked at it, looked at the way that the bedrock biome checks worked and went, yep, that'll skip it. And so then it was just a case of find the 32-bit piece of the seed where all the structures want to generate in the same chunk, and there weren't many. Yeah, and then it's so many unique structures from so many, like the Tiger Village, I think it is, uh, and then it's a woodland mansion from a roof forest, and then it's a, you know, like the Ocean Monument needs... the, the the levels of finding that on a world with no biomes is already an insane challenge. So then to actually get it all in one spot and then hope that yeah. the, the, the maths works out that it is all quite close together. It's crazy. Well, it's yeah. Crazy. So it's a matter of getting getting it, getting it that close. And then, then you use the upper 32 bits to deal with the getting the weirdness levels and erosion that you need in order to get the depth you need to skip the biome check. Um, I screwed that seat up as well. <laughs> There's an error in it. Um, there was supposed to be a shipwreck in there. But there's a limiter, which basically prevents shipwrecks from spawning near um, ocean monuments. Oh, Interesting. It could yeah, have been crazy. I forgot about it. That. Should have been. I crazy. forgot. Yeah, completely forgot about it. 
Um, so yeah, that, I, 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 I missed that one up. You'd think, um, yeah, but the other inter- on a yeah. game law level, it makes sense if there were more shipwrecks near Russia monuments because they would be the things that bring the ships down. I'm just saying, would make perfect sense. Would actually. But anyway, yeah. So hmm. continue. <laughs> um, the 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 reason I chose that one because there were a few others. Um, the basically the same same sort of structure sets. Um, is of course the Pillager Outpost, sitting sky high up in the sky. Because at that point, I had no idea what caused that. Um, but it's it's one of those sky aquifers. Frozen one. And you see. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, that one was frozen in. But yeah, um, that's a really, that was a really interesting sort of thing. Because I, I didn't actually understand at the time what, what actually caused that. Um, but the more I dug into stuff, I went, wait on, there's something wrong with the aquifer system. That's what caused the sinkholes. It's all part of the aquifer system. Um same bug, effectively. Um, so, I've lost my train of thought one moment. Um, <laughs> happens, to the, happens to the best of us. Like, the, like uh, the aquifer is the thing causing it, and so the same bug is leading to that. Yeah, so, so one of the more interesting um, things is the way that the bug presents in Java versus Bedrock is different. And... Interestingly, if you get Java's preliminary surface height function, if you return the same value that Bedrock does, Java ends up with the same sinkhole sizes and the sky aquifers that Bedrock has. Oh. So it, it's, it's kind of fun- funky like that. But what, what is also interesting is for some reason that I still don't understand, um, you need a terrain adaptation uh so like a village that has the um beard and shaver or um the uh ancient city that has the carve out like that it just takes all the terrain out um so that it can put the city there or a stronghold that has that berry where it encases it in stone so one of those adaptations is required on bedrock to get the sky aquifers to generate and I have no idea why that is. Just a weird permutation of code working together. Do you, do you almost hope that by uh, one? Of the, it feels like from the way you talk about these things that you you hope that someone watching this has the answer. Like you're when, whenever you're in like a small enough community, it's like there are like seven people on the planet that understand what I'm saying, and I just hope one of them has the answer. Or is it like by giving out the information, it's like useful for people? But it's almost like getting it off your chest at the same time. You're like, just please, someone understand. There's you go deep enough in the code, and it stops making sense again. Once you understand enough, it stops being understandable. Yeah, well, it's um, it is interesting because um, I I do know I have inspired a few people to do some seed finding um and actually sort of get into it a bit. Um, do you like that first of all? You think that's a good thing or? Oh yeah. Um, actually. <laughs> When I'm having a bit of a bad day, you know what I do to cheer myself up? What do you do? I take one of the seeds that I like, and I, I just throw it into the YouTube search bar. And then I see everyone else's shorts and their opinions and their, you know, everyone else making videos on those, about those seeds. And, yeah, it's just really, yeah, I don't know, it just 
it's it's good to see people engaging and you know, awesome. reproducing that like sort that. of content I, I remember that that seed the with the, all the stacks went so ridiculously viral as i worried at one point you'd be like but i made a video guys do you want to like because uh, you know like uh obviously like i so I lo- some of some of the videos i saw gave credit some just didn't bother they're like yep who knows yeah. where this one comes from um and i was yeah i mean i don't i don't mind that so much um the the one that that does annoy me slightly is when they pretend they found it themselves. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah, but it's... then of course there's finding it and finding it. Yeah, that is the odd thing is at some layer of removal, how because you know like if uh if I share the seed with someone and then they say oh yeah here's, here's this awesome seed and they share it with their friend, that person has now just received it from their friend who has no credit going all the way back down the chain. Like, uh, the same thing happened with sources at some point, right? Like, someone uses a source that someone else got from a source that that person didn't. And uh, you can sometimes say, like, oh, they've made this mistake. I think with a famous enough seed, it's very easy to find out. But on the way more minor seeds, sometimes I've desperately looked for, like, someone must have found this at some point, but you can find nothing. You can just find it on a list of 50 incredible seeds that you should check out or something dumb like that. It's like, ah, oh, the trail runs cold. And I know Son will be really upset and about, like, the only way for me to find the person is to put it out there, wait till the person's upset, and be like, yes, I needed to find you. There was no way to do it till just now. Thank you. And it almost comes across, like, uh, rude that way. But maybe maybe it helps you if you ever want to ask someone get credit. But sometimes people are, like, looking for the people who made the thing. They just can't find it. Yeah, no, there'd be a certain amount of that. Um, what I was more referring to is, yes, you found it, on Reddit, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's that it's, it's that sort of thing. It's like technically speaking, pictures. you you found the seed. You didn't say that you actually loaded it up for the first time yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's that is just disingenuous, right? That's uh, but there's there's like I think we we're saying earlier, there's a certain amount of that just on YouTube as a whole. There is always a level of people who would like to hype up themselves at others detriment um well, it's a bit of an arms race and that's is the thing and it's an arms race i don't participate in quite intentionally um one i don't need the money <laughs> so there's no I point tell, you got a suit and like 12 guitars you, you're killing it i assume you got a house oh, 15 yeah, minutes no. from the center of wellington <laughs> don't know what that costs but in yeah. new zealand i bet it's expensive yeah, it's also not the only house I own, but... Whoa! Oh, wow. Wealth reveal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we won't go into details, but put it this way. It's not the way you want to get rich. Yeah, yeah. This would be... that. Yeah, that's the, that's a fun fun thing I think about a lot, is if you have enough money, you stop being as invested in these tiny ways to make money because the the net overall gain is so little in the grand scheme of things compared to the uh, the yeah. work involved, right? Yeah, so I, I only make content to basically get the seeds out there and kind of, it's just that sort of, it's the more of a sharing feedback thing. In fact, <laughs> strangely enough, one of the reasons I, I started doing my own videos is because um, it was taking too long for you to put yours out. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like the the delayed gratification was like no, 
Yeah, I. It'd be like two or three weeks down the track, and then finally the seed comes up. (laughs) One of the things I always wanted to like, uh, it's what kind of like we were saying earlier of like when someone asks a question, you don't just have to listen to their words; you have to work out why are they asking this question, so you can work out the real answer. Um, It's one of the things I tried to do with anyone who helps me out. Like, okay, what is the reason here? And like, I I tried to work out for a while of you. Like, okay, is this like a? Do you want the promo on your channel? Is it important that people know? crack magnet is or is it about the seed or is it about it's like it's always been a challenge for me to work out um like okay what what do i need to do to make uh the crack magnet the happiest on this one uh because the seeds like you know like it's been like for the last couple years it's probably like one in three seed sundays maybe more they're like yep the 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 whole series is being lifted up on your shoulders so it's like how do i make sure the person who's lifting up is happy do I do I just do I put out a checkbook? Do I do I do I swallow enough plastic straws? Um, what is the what? Are, you know, that's it's it's an important thing for me to like make sure people oh, who help me yeah. are happy. Um, I mean, I always like the the channel credits that Harrison puts in. <laughs> just scroll scrolls up there. Yep, yep. That no, that's great. You know, it's like it's basically just a hey, there's more stuff out there, mm-hmm. um, which is always good. Um, but the yeah, the reality is the rewards mainly in, in looking at what the comments and things are. It's it's sort of seeing the feedback and the people like things. Um on a slight side tangent, I hate negative seeds. Like seeds of <laughs> negative numbers. In front of it? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, because if a seed got a negative number, you're gonna get a whole pile of people saying it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. The worst bit is how often I know about this and I still do it to myself. I'm like, oh, the seed didn't work. I'm like, oh, the negative... Because it doesn't automatically click into the copy-paste. Ah, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, have you ever... Like, uh, if I copy... You sent a seed for Trail Ruins. If you try double-clicking it, it won't include... Oh, of course. Wait on, let me just try double-click. It might be different on Mac. Oh yeah, no, no, oh, no you're same. right. Okay. Yes, no, yeah. it doesn't take the doesn't take the minus. I've I mean, done it's this it's to actually one so of the, many times. It's it's one of the reasons why I did the whole seed link thing. Um, which yeah, that was weird I, to me. I, that, that was one of those things where I was like, "Is this like a? Would you like it if crackmagnet.com was the destination for seeds? Like, a, these are the thoughts that go through my head. But it was just like oh, feel free to, to use it. Um, because um, <laughs> in fact um. I do recall uh, fairly early on, there was uh, one of the errors that was in the log was someone trying to uh, use the CD everything. <laughs> I assume that might have been you. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I think you had to tell me that was, uh, you couldn't use tech seeds. Yeah, well, that that's the error that would have come back. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. um, it would have said, basically, I can't pass. This is a number. Um, everything is tech um, But yeah. So the, one of the reasons um, I, I sort of did the URLs the way that I did them for that was that if that website was no longer available for whatever reason, the seed's still in the URL. So you can still get the seed from the URL, even if the site doesn't exist. Yeah, right. The You are helping people directly, but you're never... That, that's smart. I, I, I do... That that is something I appreciate is the thinking about what happens when this eventually depreciates. Um, 
There's there's so yeah. much of the internet that just doesn't work because it was designed around like of course it'll always exist and then goes away. So that's clever that the URL still contains the information. Smart. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, it also makes it easy to deal with as well. I don't actually have to. I think a I lot of people get cautious though about uh, just a random link that gives them a download for something that should be a number, even though it helps them out in the long run. Because how often are people giving you convenience for your benefit versus how often is it for their benefit? Their nefarious yeah. means. <laughs> um, the thing that actually made me do that was um, if you try on at least iOS, I don't know about the other platforms, with the default keyboard, you cannot paste on an iPhone into the seed field. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a pain. Yeah, the on on Android it, it takes a lot of doing. It doesn't want you to. You have to use the clipboard. You can't use the normal copy paste. And I don't think there's a clipboard on iPhone. No, well, sort of. Um, they're actually interesting because this is another thing where the the Apple thing works out quite well because I I use the iPad for a lot of seed checking because um, of course I have to do I have to do the PC and the non PC. Uh-huh. Because the loot changes. Weird, um, weird, weird that they haven't fixed that yet, by the way. Oh, it's logged. I've got it logged. Um, it's confirmed. Okay. It's okay. probably low priority, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the things you can do um, in the Apple universe is I'm on my Mac. I can I can copy on the Mac and I can paste on the iPad. That is that is something and, I have a little bit of jealousy for. I've 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 even heard I. Maybe I'm mistaking this, but you can use the same cursor across both if you set it up in a certain way. So you could use yeah, yeah. The same. I I discovered that accidentally. Going, what the hell is going on? <laughs> because it's like I'm sitting in Minecraft, and then and then I I, I pu- push my mouse pointer off the side of the screen, and then it's moving this dot on the iPad, and I'm like, but wait on, I'm moving my no, wait on, something's wrong. <laughs> it's like I couldn't correlate that I was moving my mouse, and it was affecting the iPad. It's funny because that is the big benefit of, like, the Apple ecosystem is, like, they make everything, everything, everything. Whereas, you know, my my Android phone by Samsung has no connection to my, you know, Asus PC that runs Windows software. And so it's like uh, the having having it all be done by the same people and having those benefits does sound quite nice. But I had an idea. If you like the, if you like hearing feedback and you like the delivering on people's fun seeds... How is this for an idea? I we'll do it on the very next Seed Sunday if you want. The top five comments they can suggest anything they'd like to see in a seat. Obviously, within they, I mean, they could say within reason, but like with and whatever the top five comments are or top whatever comments are, you do your best to find the matching seed for it. Does that sound like a fun challenge? The top five doable ones. Because the number of yeah, times people say, ask like, for things that are yeah. actually impossible. Yeah, yeah, you. I think you could probably discount anyone who says like, "I want an ocean monument in a village that's also at Y three <laughs> hundred. You know, like people are gonna not understand. Uh, but I think if you say like, "Yeah, anything that is achievable in a seed, uh, theoretically or not, let's let's go for it." And then we could like yeah. cross out. I mean, it's something that's physically impossible but if someone's on the edge of impossible you could find the like if someone says i want two villages yeah something close 128 yeah. blocks apart that might be impossible or, or maybe 200 the, the tiniest gap between them is 
and then there's a well, fun like, explanation in that. Like one of the one of the comments that I've had before is on the infinite mineshaft thing. Yeah, was they want the same thing with villages? It's like no, it doesn't happen. Can't. I are you sure it cannot ever happen though? Well, the pr- the problem you've got obviously. is. Yeah, so there's only one village per grid, and the grids are such size that the villages will never continuously touch each other. Uh, the most you could ever get is four close together. Basically, yeah. Has um, that ever been found? Sure four already... villages that, like... Uh, yeah, I think it's part of my... I think it was part of my initial 1.19 set. I think I did seven seeds, and one of them was designed around playing with friends um so it had mangrove and four villages that were very close once again we got screwed by the center bias <laughs> so on, on java wouldn't be a problem <laughs> because of course you're trying to get into the corners of not just one grid but four of them <laughs> to get yeah. them as close as you can <laughs> All so you're trying to time. jam everything into the corners, and it's like, yeah, you, you, there is, there is no 32-bit seed that, that will get them in the perfect spots. Because once you've got that, that roughly, yeah. Well, you just got basically. I think all I did was, um, just did the distance in a circle. It's like whatever's the lowest circumference. Oh, smart! <laughs> I'll just yeah, roll with that. That's a whole extra layer of programming that I'd be like, ah. Just brute force it. That's smart to think about an actual circumference and get that going. Oh, one, one of the hardest things, actually, when doing the seed searching is what is your metric? Like, what do you look at first? Because you, you might have a thousand of results that come out just for the base seed. It's like, well, what what is objectively the better one? Um, and sometimes it's not what you think either. Because sometimes the the transition of the biomes, how it tends to... So you you might go, oh, the structure layout looks good, theoretically. But then when you go to actually find biomes to fit it, the biomes don't tend to lay out that way. Like, you know, it's... I mean, it's like you, you can't find... You can't find a nice spikes next to a desert. It just isn't going to happen. The you temperature gradient... You can find it with a very can't. small biome in between, potentially, though, right? If the... If you've got a small enough... Multiple biomes in between. Uh, yeah, I guess all the way from... Like two, yeah. three small biomes in between. Uh, but then, yeah, when, by the time you add that, you're getting really close to impossible again. Um, well, yeah, I mean, and sometimes I've got these um, searches which I do just as... Just to create lists to find other seeds from. Like, one of them is um, steep temperature gradients. So, because that's the one that that tends to screw things up. So that that, that though is interesting because that this finding an ice spikes that was next to a desert would be unbelievably rare for you, but the average user might go, yeah, it's cool, but it's just two biomes. Whereas you're like, but look, it's uh, it's they're, they're not meant to be there, and that's a fun that's a fun difference between what looks really interesting if you're someone who's deep into Minecraft, and what is interesting to the end user, which is why the infinite repeating village seed would blow people's minds away. It can never exist, obviously. But even if it was one village, then a little gap, then another village, and it went like four times in a row, people would be like, yes, this is the one I want, more so than that one in a trillion chance of deserts basically touching the end spikes via 
And I, I think that's an interesting, um, not the end spikes, ice spikes are, but <laughs> it's an interesting uh, case of that. Anyway, um, we have been going for a very long time. I think some of this might have to be cut down. Oh, <laughs> tripped out. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, um, and also the the camera battery is, even though it's plugged into power, is deciding it's flat. So obviously it's not delivering power at the rate it's draining it. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that is incredibly interesting. The, you'd figure plugged in should mean forever, but apparently not in your camera's case. You know, I uh, it's, it'll be the USB right port. So you've got the higher quality video setup. Yep, the... it's gone. Oh, yeah, you're gone. So it was very nice to have you, Frozen Track Magnet. <laughs> <laughs> you've got a very concerned face on right now, but I'll, I'll trust that it is smiling and uh, enjoying the time uh and if you if you want to give crack magnet a seed recommendation sounds like on sunday uh we'll, we'll work it out obviously off camera before then but well sounds like on sunday yeah. we'll be able to do you name a seed and if it's possible uh the the legend himself will find it uh, thank you so much for making the time to be here today yeah no thanks thanks for having me i thanks for letting me have you <laughs> <laughs> can, can take these that sounds back. slightly wrong, but yeah. all right. <laughs> uh, but I hope you have a very good night. It's, it's very early in the day for me, but very late in the day for you because you live on the wrong side of the planet. Yeah, it's 11 p.m., so I'm getting a little sleepy. Have a good nap. Will do. See ya. Bye. Well, I won't see. You. I don't see you right now, but I will. I will speak to you soon. Goodbye. Cool. See you. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.